I'm Em. I'm obsessed with all things human design, motherhood, and helping women navigate through this sometimes messy, but oh so magical thing called life. I'm a Midwest girl who lived, learned, danced, and sang her way around the world, found her way back home, married her high school sweetheart, and became mama to Isla August. Guided by my intuition and the lifelong belief that we're all written in the stars, I stumbled upon human design and I never looked back. Since becoming a mama and finding a new, more modern outlook on the old paradigm of motherhood, I've completely fallen in love with understanding the energetics of myself and my sweet babe. Human design has allowed me to operate as a soulful mama, rather than constantly comparing myself to the other moms and trying to be more like them. Human design gave me permission to do mamahood my way, and it gave me the lens I needed to see my daughter in her own light too. Today, I lead women in the new paradigm of parenting and mamahood through human design, creating energetic flow within themselves, their children, and their family. I help mamas reclaim their power as women and gain clarity in the guidance of their children's energy. Motherhood by Design is raw and real conversation that's focused on all things mamahood, conscious parenting, and real life, with the overarching theme of human design. Let's be honest, every day is new when you're chasing kiddos, and this podcast will be much the same. So bring your coffee, bring your wine, a baby in a sling, or your big kids at the park, come lean into this wild, soulful ride, and together, let's redefine mamahood. See you inside. Hello, beautiful women and mamas. Happy almost Mother's Day. I'm just going to start off with that because I see you and I love you all. I know mamahood is a wildly wild ride. (laughs) And I just want to um, say happy day to all of us. Today, I am going to dive into authority, authority within our human design. And this will be a series of episodes because um, specifically today, I will be chatting about what the authority is and then the first um, authority the emotional authority, which 50% of the population is. So it's the largest authority within our world. And I will dive into what that means. And then um, uh, probably a couple more episodes after that, I will dive into the other six authorities. So there are seven total. So um, yeah, without any other Without further ado, as they say, (laughs) I will just dive in. So authority within human design. What is it and what does it mean? Your authority pertains to the way in which we are meant to individually make decisions. Um, Your authority is like your own internal GPS system or inner compass. It helps us to navigate who and what we want to commit to choose between what we like, dislike, desire, all of those decisions and the plethora of other decisions that we make within our lifetime. Um, there are five energy centers that, are, that define five different authorities 
or authority types within the body or the body graph that we see within our human design chart. Um, the center that is in charge or is defined, let me repeat myself, whatever center is of those five centers that I'm talking about, whichever one is defined, that is how you are meant to decide and make decisions within your life. There are also two other authority types that are not defined within a center of the body graph, and they are found outside of the body, um, creating seven authorities in total. The seven authorities are the emotional authority, sacral authority, splenic authority, ego authority, and self-projected authority. Those are the five that pertain to the centers within the body. Then the two that are outside of the body are the mental authority, which pertains to only projectors, and the lunar authority, which pertains to only reflectors. So yeah, um, if you're a generator or a manifesting generator, you are either a sacral or an emotional authority. If you're a manifester, you are either an ego authority, splenic authority, or an emotional authority. Projectors could be splenic, self-projected authority, ego authority, and, and, or not and, mental authority. And then reflectors, their only authority is the lunar authority. Um, this decision-making aspect of our design is heavily, heavily conditioned and influenced by the outside world. So within our day-to-day lives and within our upbringing, I'm sure all of us have heard the people say to us, you know, go with your gut when you're making a decision or what do you really feel? Like, how does it make you feel? Go with that or act in the moment. Like that split second spontaneous hit that you get, go with that. But the thing is, is that those are actually counterintuitive and not correct for specific authorities. So we can be told these things from, you know, I'm not saying they come from a bad place by any means, but it's just misguiding or misleading for someone um, if you do not know your authority type within human design. So we're all here to collaborate, cooperate, to learn from one another as people on this planet We are all different, we are all unique, we are all individual, and we all have a very, very unique design that is individual to each and every one of us. Children, this next generation and the generations to come, now have an ability to be raised without the outside conditioning that the prior generations have been brought up in. They have the opportunity and the possibility to be praised for their uniqueness and guided on their own path rather than someone else's. And we as parents have the responsibility to support our children and their differences and their differentiation from one another and celebrate their limitlessness. So 
in terms of authority, specifically with our children and raising our children, I mean, this is motherhood by design, and I'm constantly talking about how human design affects us personally as individuals and as mamas, but also how we can really translate it into our mothering and our parenting and how we can use it to support ourselves and the guidance of our children. So in terms of authority specifically, when or when parenting, our children have an internal processing system that helps them decide what is both correct and incorrect for them. And we as parents are meant to guide them in tuning into this process, not forcing our specific authority or being the boss or our actual, like, being an authoritative figure um, onto them. Understanding and supporting your child's energy truly allows you to embody your role as their guide. And in turn, this will foster connection, compassion, trust, independence, as opposed to power struggles or miscommunication and codependency that can occur when when things are misaligned, when we have higher expectations or we think that they need to think and act and be a specific way that is misaligned to their design the way that they make decisions, the way that they eat their food, the way that they react in specific environments, how they are meant to learn, communicate, all of those things can be interpreted within their human design. And if we as mothers can use this as a tool to better facilitate our guidance of them, and their freedom and space to become fully embodied in their own design, then we can get on <laughs> the right track, right? Um, yeah, the, the, the generations to come as this information gets spread and people become more and more aware and we have this tool that is human design to help with our parenting and our awareness of self um yeah things can only get better from there but I'm going off on a tangent now because I just like keep thinking, it's just, it, I'm so passionate about it. And it's just really, once you get into it and the things that you can discover about yourself and about your children and about just your family members and specific relationships that you're in and how people tick it's just, it's a big aha moment in so many ways for so many people. And yeah, it's, I'm just excited to share and to pass this along and to bring it into the world for our children, for the next generations, for the new world. 
So my tangent, it's come to an end. (laughs) I'm going to quickly discuss emotional authority. Um, and then, yeah, I'm not going to go any further than emotional authority today after that whole introduction. I'm going to, I will cover a couple, probably sacral and splenic next episode. So excuse my computer. I'm so sorry. I'm, I'm telling you, this is just me talking in the moments that I have and, um, in between work and childcare pickup. So it's not perfect, but it is what it is. Emotional authority. (laughs) This covers 50% of the population, as I stated earlier. And what it has to do with is feelings and emotions. When you're looking at the body graph, if you have a defined emotional solar plexus, which is the triangle if you're looking directly at it in front of you it is the trying the furthest triangle that is pointing to the right directly below the heart which is the smallest triangle on the body graph anyways having an emotional authority you have a defined and totally unavoidable cyclical change of moods. You are all about the feelings, feeling the highs and feeling the lows of every situation. You have an emotional wave that you have to ride. When you're In the highest points of your wave and you're up, you're blissed out, you're cheerful, you're optimistic, you're passionate, you're filled with joy. And when you're in your down of the wave, you're full of despair, you're kind of somber, negative, hypercritical, and that's just what it is. And then there's a middle ground right in the middle of that wave where you can find Clarity. So what that means when in terms of decision making is your first decision or first thought of what you want to decide isn't necessarily right or wrong. When someone asks you a question and you have to make a choice or decide, you need time to feel things out to ride your emotional wave until you come to a point of clarity. Never, I repeat, never as an emotional authority act spontaneously. It's just not correct for you. You are meant to be slow and constant and trusting and surrendering to that wave until you come to a point of clarity. So one of the key um, things to remember if you are an emotional authority is to sleep on it. Sleeping on it before you make your decision is always a good rule of thumb. Because there's no truth in the now, but later. 
avoiding putting any pressure on yourself to make in-the-moment decisions is really good, so practice that. Give yourself time and space to explore all of your feelings, the ups and the downs, possible outcomes before committing. Patience is truly, truly a virtue for emotionally defined people. And trust me, I know because I'm emotionally defined. And so is everyone in my household. (laughs) And so is everyone in the household I grew up in. My mom and my brother. We are all emotionally defined beings. Many emotionally defined beings will also get stuck in the transfer of the wave the emotional wave, to the mind. They will try to take it to the head, to the mind, and rationalize, make sense of all the feelings, it needs to be logical, blah, 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 because that is the masculine, you know, idea of the world, just rationalize, everything needs to be, you know, accounted for and figured out. That's not correct. Um, really for any of the authorities, taking everything out of the mind is, or in this day and age, many of us have been taught to like overanalyze and process and think and rationalize in our heads, but that's truly for most of the population, not the correct way to go about decisions. Um... The task of the mind is simply to observe the emotional state and nothing else. So, emotional authority, that's, you know, 50% of the population. Now I'm going to take it into context of parenting. So, parenting emotional beings Simply put, your child processes information over time. They need to be given the space to ride that emotional wave just the same way any adult with an emotional authority would need. When they ask, Mama, what should I do? Or they say, I don't know. Or they're just indecisive and they can't make a decision. You should just respond with, hey, no pressure. Let's just sleep on it. We can talk again in the morning. Or it's okay. We can talk about it whenever you're ready. And then just let it be that. Avoid any force. There's no need to take their own, like, take away anything or really, like, make them come up with an explanation or a decision right then and there. There's no need for it. What they need is to take their own time to feel out all of their options. And then you just need to check in with them regularly to make sure that they're still still feeling good about something, whatever it is. Also, honestly, for emotional beings in general, check in with them, at ki- like kids, check in with them regularly just in all kind of areas, you know, on a day-to-day basis, just have a check-in, you know, make sure that they're still feeling good about certain tasks or friendships or their different responsibilities or their extracurricular activities. Make sure that things are still feeling good for them and that they aren't feeling pressure and making a decision out of being like forced or pressured 
Or also if they're like acting out of expectations of others that are being put on them rather than their own feelings and desires. The same does go for adults. Check in with yourself regularly. You need to know your boundaries and you need to make sure that you are not making misaligned decisions for yourself based on outside influences. Or, I guess, if you're making decisions like consistently making decisions that feel out of whack for you, you need to make sure that you're coming to that point of clarity within your wave because acting within your high or acting within your low will always kind of cause a a, a feeling of doubt or regret later on. So ride your wave, sleep on it, come to like feel it out, see if a night's sleep has helped you enough. Maybe you need a second night's sleep. That's cool. Just keep asking yourself and then once you feel that you've come to a peaceful point, a clear point, and and I'm going to tell you this right now, as an emotional authority, you're never going to be 100% clear on anything. 80%, you know, 80% clear, okay, that's a go, good. Otherwise, if you wait and think, oh, I'm not 100% clear yet, I'm not quite there, I feel really good, I think, I think I'm there, I'm at about an 80%, but I'm not quite 100, well, you know what, if you don't decide when you're in that realm of clarity, you're gonna go back into another cycle of waves and cycle of emotions until you get back to clarity then you're going to go back into a high and down into a low and you gotta so you have to feel it out um it will take practice and a lot of awareness um and then a little extra um or in addition to this if you're an emotional authority with a defined sacral center or an emotional authority with a defined splenic center or an emotional authority with a defined sacral and splenic center, here's the thing. You are going to get those initial sacral responses with a defined sacral. You're going to get the little hit or ping with a defined spleen. You know, those instincts are still going to be there. But this initial instinct will be followed by an emotional wave. Your emotional wave always outrides those defined sacral or splenic centers. Therefore, when making a decision, you should listen. Or what I always say is that you are asked, hey, do you want to go do something tonight? Or do you want to go out tonight? Or whatever it is. And your initial, your gut your sacral gets lit up because you have a defined sacral, but you're an emotional authority. And it goes, yeah, oh, that sounds awesome. Before saying yes, right then and there, give yourself a moment to ride that emotional wave. And then ask yourself again, hey, do I really want to go out tonight? And if that gut feeling lights up and says, yep, still feels awesome, then go for it. But if your gut all of a sudden after that, after riding that emotional wave goes, uh, you know, 
I'm kind of just feeling like staying in. I don't really, yeah, no, I'm not gonna, I'm not, I'm not into it tonight. Maybe we can do something next week. Then that's how you answer. So it doesn't always have to be a sleep, sleep on it situation. If it's something that's, you know, and a day a response that's needed in that day. But what I'm saying is that if you have those instinctual um, centers defined, which would be sacral and spleen, and you get the little hits, you get the gut feeling, you get the, the ping, take them into account, but always return and refer back to your emotional wave and ride that wave for a second and then ask yourself again and see if you get the same hit in the gut or the same ping in the spleen and then decide. So I hope this was informative and interesting to listen to and I hope I answered a decent amount of questions if you had any um, as emotional authorities or as um, mamas to emotional authorities Um, like I said, I will be back next week with another episode on the authority series that airs today. Thanks for listening. And I hope you enjoyed this episode of motherhood by design podcast. If you love this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share it with others, post about it on social media or subscribe, rate and review. To catch all the latest from me, you can follow me on Instagram at Emily Billick and on Facebook at Motherhood by Design. Interested in a chart reading, customized human design poster, or to check out my latest offers, head to emilybillick.com for more information. Thanks, and I can't wait to hang out with you again soon.